Hi, and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast aimed at paediatric trainees or anyone interested in child health. I'm Asim, one of the paediatric trainees here in Wales and one of the presenters for Dragon Bites. This week we've got another one of our paediatric grid podcasts. So if you're interested in applying for paediatric pharmacology grid posts, then this is the podcast to listen to. This week we're joined by Dr. Dan Hawkett, who's one of the paediatric pharmacologists at Alderhey Hospital, and James Moss, one of the current paediatric pharmacology grid trainees. In this episode, they're going to tell us all about the interview process. It'd be nice to get to know Dan a bit as well, because I've not met you before, Dan. Um, hello again. Hello again, I think. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about your um, medical career to date as well? Uh, okay, yeah, no, no problem at all. Um, so I'm I'm a little longer in the tooth. Um, so I went to Liverpool Medical School and intercalated in pharmacology. So '94, I went to medical school, intercalated in pharmacology, and because I liked it, I don't know what it was particularly that was different about pharmacology or those other subjects. I just quite enjoyed the the science and the 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 translational aspect. It wasn't basic science for basic science sake. It was basic science applied to patients. And the whole questions were around how does the patient respond to what we're doing? Um, but I'd also enjoy pediatrics. I was very fortunate. I got a SHO rotation in Nottingham. Um, I went down there and couldn't work out how to do pediatrics and pharmacology. So kind of didn't bother with the pharmacology. Did a got my membership, did the things you have to do, got a research job in Oxford, um, did some work there, because I kind of knew I wanted to do research, and I knew I wanted to do pharmacology, but I didn't know how, and I knew I wanted to do paediatrics, and I just did random jobs. And in those days, the grid posts were very, were were the pinch point of careers. It was very hard to get grid posts. So I ended up back in Liverpool doing my grid post, um, and was very fortunate that after my MD, um, there was a NIHR lecturer post. So I think I was the first NIHR lecturer in the country, and it was in paediatric clinical pharmacology because I had the the background from my basic science and some of the the intercalation and the other bits to go and do it. From there, it's been sort of oh, I'm trying to think. Things build, so so you have to have a certain amount number of people. There have not been very many pharmacologists in the UK, so I've not set up, but I've certainly benefited from Liverpool having very strong pharmacology and very strong paediatrics and have managed to, to live in a space between the two. And now we've got a second paediatric pharmacologist here in Dr. Stephen William, um, and we've got um, a training programme and we've got um, clinical service that we've set up in all the Haven looks at polypharmacy, de-prescribing and complex medications in children. And it's, at the moment, it feels like it's a time of growth in the specialty. So I'm, I'm feeling quite excited about it. I mean, I, I can imagine. It, it sounds like you've been there from, from the very beginning then, in terms of um, paediatric pharmacology as a specialty of its own. I think that's, that'll be a little generous. Um, <laughs> so the... the the godfather or the the, uh, the the person who who's, was there at the very beginning and set it up was a man called Professor Imti Chunara, 
who did start off in Alderhey but uh, migrated to Derby um, and did very much set up a set up the specialism, set up the training scheme for um, grid trainees. Um, I'm one of his first generation of trainees who came through and now we're benefiting from his work in terms of setting it up but uh, probably instead of there being one centre there's now two training centres we have more grid trainees in post we are setting up spin modules so, so the the specialty is is growing but we are in debt to Intuitionara really for getting the whole thing going. Amazing um, so I've got a really good idea so how pharmacology factored in so hugely to your career how come you wanted to um, tackle pharmacology from a paediatric perspective? What drew you to the paediatric aspect? Well, I wanted to be a paediatrician. I, I I just like the intrinsic honesty of most children. You know, if they're healthy, they act healthy. If they're sick, they act sick. And um, most things get better most of the time. Um, and it appeals to my mindset that. So I quite like paediatrics was something I wanted to do. And I think if it had been a straight fight between if I had to be a pharmacologist or I had to be a paediatrician I think I'd be a paediatrician um probably looking for a research angle that made me happy amazing so so what is it that you find to be the most rewarding part of your job oh um so, so because the joy of academic work and the joy of being an academic paediatrician is you have a lot of hats um so I think the thing I find, the thing that brings me the most joy is that actually I have about five jobs and I get to do different things on different days. So I don't, I see a lot of my friends who I, I qualify for medical school with and who are, you know, established consultants now. They're looking for ways to keep their jobs interesting. Okay. They're good at what they do. They're excellent at what they do. Um, and they do lots of different things. But they're, they've conquered, you know, they've got, it's like Alexander the Great, they've conquered all the things they can conquer. And it's kind of like, what do they do next? And I'm still thinking, oh God, I've got all these things I want to do. I want to get done and, and ways to make, you know, change things and make stuff better and learn things and investigate stuff and do the research and design the training and, and set up the services and all those kind of stuff to build on what we're doing. And I feel kind of, what makes me quite pleased that I realise that I'm still very excited about coming to work every day. Um, so I think it's time we moved on to the dreaded interview. Um, so should we, is it okay to start with yourself first this time, Dan? Um, what can trainees do to get ready for the interview? I suppose there's, there's a couple of parts to that, aren't there? There's the, there's the background work that puts you in a position to be a credible candidate and then there's the delivery on the day. We've sort of covered the former. On the day, it's an interview. You know, we are a profession. There is, you know, wear a suit, turn up. Um, make sure that you have thought about the likely questions that are going to be asked. You know, we're not here to, you know, um, create some awful psychological trauma or test. We're here to find out which applicant is the most likely to be successful in our specialty because there aren't many of us and we want to make sure that you're, you've got the best chance of success. Part of that is, can we work with you um, over the next 
three years and potentially for the rest of your career, because we are not a big group of people. You can't just disappear off into a void and, and we won't see you again. Can you, have you, have you, and that comes around to interview style. Um, I'm sure there are probably courses for this. I, I, I don't know of any other thing, but when you are interviewed, you know, answer the question that's being asked, make eye contact with the people that are doing you, enthuse about why you want to be there. None of this is specific to pharmacology, I don't think. Um, try not to be too nervous. A, a certain great candidate I won't mention was very nervous and didn't speak for the first two <laughs> interview. Um, and that was a concern. That was me. Um, so, yeah, be yourself. Amazing. Um, James, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I would say practice as well. So like we, you know, like you're going to get someone to read over your application form. I think uh, also get someone to, to do an interview practice with you. Remember that most of us wouldn't have had an interview since, you know, ST you know, to get into PEDS. And therefore, we're not very practiced at interviews. Um, so, again, you know, don't get your mate to do it. You want, a, a, you know, try and set up a proper interview panel. And most people are, are more than happy to, to help you out with this. Try and get a good night's sleep before the interview <laughs> as well. So like Dan mentioned, I, I was very, very nervous in my interview. I seem, I didn't really speak for the first bit, but, and that's unlike me. <laughs> I normally don't shut up. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it, it everyone's going to be nervous to some extent, but, you know, try your best and uh, and think that you know they, they're not there to catch you out they just want to know uh, are they able to work with you essentially um i think that's the best bit of advice um were there any um, resources that you used james to get ready um any books or, or courses or or um things online no so i didn't use any particular courses i did get um, I, I did have a mock interview held up for me, so uh, in my local DGH at the time, and Glenn Cloyd, one of the consultants, kindly um, agreed to do a, a mock interview for me. And like I said, I think that's the best preparation that you can have, really. Uh, and did you use any? Because because some people f come across ways they can structure their answers to try, you know, for common questions. Did you come across anything like that? Yeah, it's after my grid interview I did, unfortunately. Um, so I was I was actually holding mock. Uh, we we done a few mock interviews in in Alderhey for for grid candidates, um, and we actually set up a proper panel. So we had grid trainees on it, and we also had some consultants who interview for grid on there as well. And um, one of the things I learned from that was actually to structure answers is using the acronym CAMP. So you can you can structure your answers from the clinical experience that you've had, the academic experience you've had, the management experience you've had, and then any personal um, experience and achievements. And actually, I thought that was a really, really good way of structuring your answers because you could almost answer any question using that format. So that's something that I, and it, it, it helps to kind of solidify and clarify things in your mind a bit if you've got a structure for, for every question that's that's coming up. So yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd recommend that uh, style of answering questions. Amazing. Thanks, James. Uh, and did you have any further thoughts on, on that, Dan? No, I think James covered it, really. Amazing. Right. Um, so I know you're both on the CSAC. Um, so 
so there might be a limit to how much you can tell us about this this following question but i thought it's worth asking anyway even if you could just give us some general ideas um but what sort of questions tend to come up in the uh, grid interview for pharmacology so i mean it's an interview to to get people into specialist training posts so you're going to want to know why do they want this job what have they done that makes them the person we should pick for this job you know what are they good at well, they're not very good at there really is it's we're not going to be like so when you know give us three million facts about a particular drug that that's not what we're here about it's about understanding your motivation what you've done to um make yourself the most credible appointable candidate you can do and what gets you out of bed at the morning really so that sounds a lot less threatening than than the kind of interviews I tend to picture when I think of this thing. It, it's I, I'm aware that some some grid stress specialisms do expect, and people will have had a lot of clinical immersion in before they even get to grid. Um, so they would expect people to have detailed clinical knowledge of particular scenarios. That's not our world. So that's not the way we would be um, seeking to set it up. Amazing. And James, I think you were about to say something then as well. Yeah, so I was going to echo that. Uh, I think the the pharmacology CSAC in general are, are, are very nice and approachable. And um, they, you know, they are there to make sure, you know, to appoint a person that they, they want to work with and think will make a good pharmacology candidate. Remember that this is a rare specialty um, and therefore at the interview, you, they're not expecting a paediatric pharmacologist to have already turned up to the interview. That's the whole point of your training over the next three years. So, yeah, go in prepared for the questions around pharmacology. But remember that, you know, they're not there to test your pharmacology knowledge at that stage in your career. Right. Uh, basically, I think that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to to um, cover for for the application interview process. Did either of you have any um, final words to say on either of those aspects? Yes, one thing. We are in a very lucky position that our specialty is growing and that the the range of options within it are very broad. So if you, it's not just about does this medicine work? There's also side effects. There's working with people like national regulators like the MHRA. There's opening the door to potentially future careers in industry if that's what what keeps you interested. So we're not, I think we're very lucky in that we're a very, our specialty contains lots of career options within it. And by doing it, you're going to keep a lot of doors open that would otherwise not be available or be very difficult to access. And I guess if you're not sure and you think, well, I quite like the sound of it, but what I really want to do is this, I don't know, some some niche. Come and talk to us because we do, we have fingers in a lot of pies and we, could, we, we, we will have a reasonably good idea if the thing you're talking about is actually pharmacology or whether we need to direct you to somewhere else. Amazing. Right. So uh, essentially the main key message from this is if you're interested, have a chat to, to uh, one of the current paediatric pharmacologists. I think if there was a take-home message, that would be it, yes. Right, in that case, I just wanted to um, thank you both for, for coming on our podcast and, and going through the pharmacology grid application process with us. Thank you very much for having us, Asim. No worries. Thank you very much, Asim. And a very big thanks to 
Dan Hawkett and James Moss for taking time out of their day to speak to us about applying for and interviewing for Pediatric Pharmacology Grid. And good luck to any of you who are going to be applying for Grid Pharmacology this year. But for now, thank you for listening to Dragon Bites.